This is the podcast from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 16th, 2011. I am the bread of life. In chapter 6 of the Gospel of John, it is an awesome chapter in Scripture. Chapter 6, we hope that you'll go home and take a look at that. It contains two of the most well-known miraculous events in Jesus' ministry. Not only does Jesus feed 5,000 men and an unknown number of women and children with a mere five, starting with a mere five loaves and two fish, Jesus also walks on water in this chapter in order to catch up with his disciples. Wow! Not a bad day's work, I would say. Well, later, after walking on the water, getting in the boat, joining the disciples, when they reach the other shore, there are some people gathered there, and they ask uh, what miraculous sign Jesus will give that they might see and believe. As though the feeding of the multitudes and the walking on water weren't enough. Anyway, they say, Moses gave them manna in the desert, bread from heaven to eat. Jesus corrects them, though, and says to them that it was the Father in heaven, not Moses, who fed them. And then he says this. He says, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Can you say that with me? For the bread Bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and and gives gives life life to the world. world. They ask if from now on they could be given this bread, and Jesus declares, I am the bread of life. That's our focus this morning, Jesus saying, I am the bread of life. So as is our custom, we have to say good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. And I'm still Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Oh, God, we do thank you for this day, this awesome day that you had in your mind's eye so long ago. And now, Lord, open our hearts so that we might receive your word found in Scripture, so that we might be changed and transformed and leave a little bit differently than when we walked in this morning. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all of Connection Church said... Amen. Amen. Well, let's start right out with Scripture, John chapter 6. Our focus is verses 35 through 38. You might be familiar with this, but we're going to share this word through the message version of Scripture. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more and thirsts no more, what? Ever. Wow. I have told you this explicitly because even though you have seen me in action, you don't really believe me. Every person the Father gives me eventually comes running to me. And once that person is with me, I hold on and don't let go. I came down from heaven not to follow my own whim, but to accomplish the will of the one who sent me. Hmm. And so Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I'm not sure that we can um, fully appreciate the uh, value, the importance bread had in the culture uh, of Jesus' time. As Gary Amaralt shares in his booklet, The Bread of Life and the Hidden Manna, he says, 
Bread is something that we use in our culture for the outside of a sandwich. It's something on the side that we eat along with our main meal. Our kids uh, cut the crust off of bread. We, we use, like, make cutesy little shapes with our bread, right? Little sandwiches and stuff. And, and in Western culture, then, bread is not really a necessity. It's like an extra, a side thing. We, we can easily function without it. Um, in fact, if you're on one of those no-carb diets, you probably are trying very hard to function uh, without or with a minimum amount of bread. Well, this is so different than how it was in the biblical times. As Amaral shares, at the very center of life at that time stood the stalks of grain, stood the stalks of that wheat that carried the people from day to day. Meat did not occupy such an important part of their existence. Bread was central. Bread was central. Bread is what sustained people. Bread was so important that even in writings, even when there was meat that was in the meal, it was meat and bread, they still used the term bread quite, quite often to what was being eaten because they considered it that important. Now, there is some holdover to how important bread is in our culture. We use the term bread or dough to refer to money. Yeah. As for us, because that seems to be the center of our physical existence since we have to buy our food and we don't, most of us don't grow it in our backyards. You know, there are several times in Scripture where the people go down to Egypt because drought has depleted the grain supply and brought about famine. A couple examples in chapter 12 of Genesis, we read where Abram moved his entire family and all his livestock down to Egypt because of this situation. In 42, chapter 42 of that same book, Genesis, we see where Jacob sends his sons to Egypt to buy grain, so, and this is the words of Scripture, so that they may live and not die. It's there in Egypt that the boys are reunited with their brother Joseph, you may remember, who's like the number three guy in Egypt, number two or three guy in Egypt, and has had the foresight to store grain away because of the famine that he knew was going to come. And so in biblical times, no bread meant no life. No bread, no life. Say that with me. No, no bread, bread, no, no life. life. And so it's not an accident that in the, the most well-known prayer, the Lord's Prayer, there's a reference to bread. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need each and every day. God, just give us what we need. Check this out. The Hebrew word for bread, that's like the phonetic spelling up there is uh, lachem, lachem. And the, and the Hebrew word for house is bait. Again, phonetically there, bait. Put those together, you get bait lachem, Bethlehem, Bethlehem, house of bread. 
Isn't it interesting that the one who is the bread of life was born in the town with the name House of Bread? I don't think it was a coincidence, do you? We, we call that a God incidence. Amen. Throughout the Old Testament, bread and water are often mentioned together. Two necessary things for life to sustain our physical lives. We did a, a search. Do you know how many times we find bread in Scripture? Give or take, it's about 330 times. So that means bread is pretty important. Mm. You know, we're in chapter 6 today, but a couple chapters before that, chapter 4 of the Gospel of John, a story many of you are probably familiar with. Jesus is sitting at the well of the Samaritan town of Sychar. The disciples have gone into town for some groceries, and Jesus is having a conversation with a woman there, and she's in the, about to draw water, and he asks her for a drink. And then he tells her that if she knew who he was, she would be asking him for a drink, and that the water he would offer her would be living water, that she would never have to be thirsty again. And so here, two chapters later, here in chapter 6, Jesus completes this bread and water idea. He has the living water to offer, and he is the bread of life. This idea of bread goes even farther. Just, it goes farther than just keeping us alive. Our, our sustenance, but we, we often use this term, break bread together, meaning that we're going to be together at table, not just eating, but in conversation, in the sharing, in community, which is how God designed us to be in community with one another. And so this break bread together, this bread image is not only just for our survival, but it's, it helps us realize life together to the fullest. Mm. You know, bread in that culture, though, goes beyond food and survival and even goes beyond this idea of social gathering. Abraham Riveney shares the importance of bread uh, to the ancient people of this area as well as current people of the area in his book, The Syrian Christ. Here's what he says. He says, as the sun of a Syrian family, I was brought up to think of bread as possessing a mystic, sacred significance. I never would step on a piece of bread fallen in the road, but would pick it up, press it to my lips for reverence, and place it in a wall or some other place where it would not be trodden upon. What always seemed to me to be one of the noblest traditions of my people was their reverence to the Aish which is bread, or literally, that word means the life giver. Isn't that interesting? The Aish was something more than mere matter, and as much as it sustained life, it was God's own life made tangible for his child, man, to feed upon. The Most High himself fed our hunger. Does not the psalmist say, Thou openest thy hand and satisfieth the desire of every living thing? Hmm. Wow. And so, when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, in that culture, in that particular time, the people would understand that he was absolutely central, not only to their well-being, but to their very existence. 
That was something they understood when Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Jesus wasn't something on the side, something you have on, on a little plate uh, in front of the big plate, you know, not something that you put in between, you know. Jesus was it. Jesus was it, the very core of not only surviving, but of living. And so Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And then he goes on, share the bolden part with me, will you? The person, person who, who aligns with me hungers no more and thirsts no more ever, ever, ever. Wow. Jesus promises, Jesus promises that when we align ourselves to him, the one, when we allow Jesus to be a part of our life, when we get connected to Christ and the life that he offers, that we will no longer be hungry. That that hunger that we feel, that we try so hard to fill up one way or another, will be gone. He re reiterates that uh, when he talks to the woman at the well, that she will no longer thirst, that her thirst will be gone. Well, bread feeds the hunger of our souls. We have this, this God-shaped hole that can only be filled with God, and how often do we try to fill that with something else? But it will never be satisfied. It will never be fulfilled without Christ. The bread of life, he can fill our hunger. And the living water quenching our thirst Jesus, and Jesus alone is the only one who can fill the hunger, can satisfy the hunger of our souls. And then Jesus goes on. I've told you this implicitly because even though you have seen me in action, you don't really believe me. Every person the Father gives me eventually comes running to me. Say the bold part with me. And once, once that person, person is, is with me, me I hold on and don't let go. <laughs> We hunger and thirst no more. That's because Jesus is all, <coughs> excuse me, all we need. He satisfies. And once we're with him, Jesus, if we allow him, will continue to order our steps, guide our direction, pull us and draw us. And guess what? Even if Jesus isn't our Lord and Savior, he's working on you and is drawing you and wooing you because there's nothing more that Christ wants than a relationship with you. And we can go all, keep doing our own thing, and hungry, 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 and until Christ comes into our life, we will remain hungry and remain thirsty. But once we let that, open up that door and let Christ in, we are his, and we hunger no more. So the question this morning is, are you hungry? Maybe looking at that table, you are. I don't mean that kind of hunger, though. Are you hungry? Do you have an emptiness deep in your gut? Is there something missing in your life? And maybe you can't figure it out. And maybe you're trying to satisfy that hunger in, in ways that won't work, at least not long term. You know, you might get temporary relief in, by some of the ways we try to 
fill that hunger, but that's short term. It never lasts. The hunger will be back and you'll be thirsty again. Are you hungry? Are you hungry for a relationship with Jesus Christ? If so, maybe today's the day. Maybe today's the day to take a bite, to allow Christ in to satisfy your hunger deep, deep within. That's what those who came forward for baptism and reaffirmation have done. That was their public acknowledgement that they're allowing Jesus to guide their lives. A life with Christ is a life where we hunger no more. A life where we thirst no more. A life where whatever comes our way, we never hit quite as low. Oh, there's hard times. And there's gray times. But it's never dark, so dark, that Christ can't pierce through that. And so we encourage you today to consider that relationship with Jesus. Consider allowing Jesus into your heart being your bread of life. We're going to close this part of the service with a prayer, and then we're going to go uh, share in Holy Communion. And we would encourage you during the communion to just give some thought and to some prayer. You can pray on the steps. God loves it when we're on our knees. You can pray in your seat. Pray back at the prayer corner. People love to pray with you. And maybe you're hungry today. You say, I, I, I'd like to satisfy it with the one, the bread of life, with Jesus. Maybe today's the day to say, Jesus, I need you in my life. He's waiting for you to do that, to open the door. Maybe today's the day. Or maybe, um, maybe Christ is a part of your life, but uh, maybe there's some distance there. Maybe today's the day to say, uh, Jesus, uh, I've kind of drifted. You know, he wasn't the one that moved, if there's a distance between you. Maybe today's the day to say, Jesus, I, uh, I've allowed myself to drift away. Please uh, draw me close to you. Or maybe you and Jesus are tight, <laughs> and your hunger is filled. And I would say, why don't you use that prayer time for celebration, thanksgiving, and just say, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Holy God, thank you for this glorious day. Thank you for this time of baptism we had. Thank you for this time of your word. I pray that each one here will know your very presence today. I pray those that don't know you will know your presence and will open their hearts to you. I know those that do know you and are distant will draw you close. I pray that each of us will... Say a prayer of thanksgiving that you're in our lives. Holy Jesus, we thank you and praise you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at www.connectioncc.org. You can also call our church offices at 302 378 7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life that He offers.